Tri. Episode 2. Dizzing heights to hellish frights. Japanese. Japanese. Pickle my sandwich, tickle my spine. I'm a loser for a lifetime, cask full of wine. Listening to poltergeists, savaging with rhymes. I don't have a brain, let alone does Phil Stein. Two of a dozen, dirty, dirty dozen. Rifle full of raisins, Vegemite and Rastas. Listen to a shuzzbutt, knock it out of the sky. Look into my eyes, 50 billion lies. Fly boy and rude boy, castle full of loot. A stinking smelly rubber fish, cooling down the walls. Look at me, arsenal, I've got a trunk full of rockets. rockets. That's quite a good poem. Quite a good set of verse there. Oh, so I'm just having a little bit of a wine and a bit of a puff on something here. Well, I'll tell you, what a rubbish, rubbish, scummy, scummy week. We keep on getting pulverised by this group of elderly, rich, privileged chieftains. I mean, they've been thrashing our asses worse than a rock spider in a jika jika getting passed around on birthdays like a man in a black swastika dress. I mean, we are nowhere to meet and drink as a group and we'd even been disconnected with our suburban brothers at Alderaan. I hadn't seen Tommy Sheriff, Nigel Neutron, Francis, Torkel, Master Sick Dane, Ricky Britton and the bass player from Ned's Atomic Dustbin for four weeks. I miss the mystical English charm of that place, you know. The quiet afternoons, drinking tea, smoking the freshest English dope, listening to Hawkwind, watching episodes of the Sweeney and Thatcher's Rock, Rock Room. I mean... The bloody grey-haired fascist hemorrhoids had been patrolling the streets and stopping us from crossing Elga Road. So they, all right, so they pull us over in the Mitsubishi Pajeros and they tell us that they were cops without badges, dogs without horses and rats without corpses. So I was just, I was missing our pimply pommy lads stuck in the nocturnal village which wasn't too treacherous, apart from the fact that I hadn't done speed in three weeks. And But let's, let's let bogans be bogans, hey? And leave us the heck alone. So as I sat under our oak trees on the back blocks of the nocturnal village, I felt defeated. Like a prisoner in the mine prison, like a monster in the sewer, I stewed like a stingray. I shat nappies of fear and self-disgust. There was no way we were going to get out of this mess without action. So, me, Cold Iron, who else? Fuzzburn, Purple Rivers, Stevenson, Rabid, The Stabbist, Hunter, and... Oh, Test Pump 34. Yeah, Test Pump 34 was there. And we'd all... All of us were prisoners in our own home. That's the long and the short of it. Like, like, innocent mercenaries... You know, like a jar full of rabbits on fire. That's where we were at. I mean, I needed an answer, but I was desperate for revenge. 
So I sat on the deck chair. That's what I always do when I'm desperate for revenge. I go and sit on my revenge deck chair. It's out under the lemon tree. And when I'm out there in the cool spring air and I'm just contemplating the scenario of losers, I'll sit there listening to me Walkman. I'll put it up, sort of volume three quarters of the way up in my little wheel, looking up at the stars, drinking Heatherdale Invalid Stout, smoking Peter Paradox's Vermont Vipers, waxing up mystical ideas. That's that's where I get my inspiration in my revenge deck chair. And so I was listening to a track by the band Razorwire and and as I was doing this, this epiphany occurred, right? We all need, all we needed was cash and guns. And they sang back in 76 about rising up and taking over the Chilean government. So like a bearded Latino commie running at Pinochet with a Soviet stick grenade, I was clear on my objective, clear as crystal daylight. And I, I've got to raise cashola, I've got to buy some more poor quality black market, ex-World War II, Vietnam War and Malaya War submachine guns and cause some absolute troubling and, and at the same time friendly violence. And I had an idea and I was hoping to get, I was hoping to take back this soldering city, back from these privileged mongrels, these wooden jumper tough guys. And a plan was going to mean that I melted my own skin in glory as I wasted a pack of mongrels like a leopard running through 20 sheets of crystallised phlegm. A cat. Oh, I've got to have another puff of this little chappy. Hold on. Alright, thanks, man. Yeah, alright. Here you go, mate. You're salty. Thanks, man. I'll just have a sip of this one, too. Before it gets all evaporated. I've had this trouble lately where my drinks get evaporated. If I'm drinking something, it gets evaporated. Yeah, what are you drinking? Just alcohol. I've got a canister of alcohol. Who cares about it? Anyway, look, so what we're thinking is this cash fuel, dosh fuel fundraiser. So I was going to raise some cash. I was going to fight back against the empire of fools, taking the dirt to their faces, the laced snot in their brains, and finish this bloody war once and for all. It was on for young and all, I'm telling you. I was going to run a fundraiser, a race against time, against crime, and finish it like an Apache on a death warpath. I was all psyched up for it. And then, Bogan Lotto. Lotto. I'd watched the Rage special on heavy metal, and that got me pumped up to raise some cash. I'd pick the location, the music and the theme. It was kind of a raffle in a way where Bogans, homeboys, doll bludgers, skegs, lawyers, triads, the whole lot came in support of taking out these scumbags. Sort of against a, uh, a common enemy, you know, United. So I made raffle tickets, made them out of toilet paper, and sold them down to the local winners. Fuzzburn forced at knife point to sell tickets in Box Hill, 
So we made about 10k worth of tickets. And the winner would win a, gra a grand worth of rockets and machine guns. That was like first prize. And the second prize was a family voucher to the Swagman restaurant. So the announcement was going to be uh, Boxing Brickworks on a Saturday night, just to ensure a big turnout. Now the moment came, the night of nights, heavy metal heroics were playing in the background of the abandoned Box Hill Brickworks. And you had ravers, you had chuffers dancing like freedom, like true spirits as the excitement and the drugs ran through the place. I mean, it was electric, like the dustiest best around the building. It was, you could feel it in the air, in your lungs. So the inventor, he'd wired up this megastrophic sound system and it's just blaring out heroic cocaine-fueled anthems. And, and midnight comes around and the winner gets drawn out. Now, I was absolutely out of my mind, but I'd been given a radio mic by the inventor to announce the winner. Back to the crow's nest, like a maniac on the brink of genius, I haphazardly scaled the top steps of the brickworks to have a bird's eye view of the crowd below. And they're all dancing to the latest techno and hippie dance hell. And I made it to the top after falling down, well, probably 15 times. And I've got pigeon poo laced in my massive blonde mullet. And I finally stood precariously right at the pinnacle of the east. And I'm looking down at the crowd, swirl and blow. And I've made a single finger signal, triggering him to change tracks from German minimal bleeps to full throttle Yankee heroinized heroism. The inventor just then, he puts on Joe Satriani's surfing with the alien. Well, I catapulted to stardom. I'm up there and I'm just, I'm just playing air guitar for like a, like a full five minutes as the microphone picked up my grunting and I'm, I'm like burping and farting. It was very cool. And I realised later that people in Surrey Hills heard what they described as Moby Dick being blown to buggery, you know? So I finished my courageous air guitar solo and I, with the announcement of a winner. And I reached a, a, into a Waffen SS helmet, toilet paper, and I pulled out the ticket and I've screamed the winner's name, Mac Harkness. And I heard some, someone screaming below and I could see what looked like some sort of real winner, like a real very clean cut, successful looking fellow in a suit and he's running towards the bazookas and he's laughing and he's being cheered on by some of the other tough guys in wooded vests. And all of a sudden I recognised the slippery silhouettes. It was those bastards. They'd rigged the raffle. All of a sudden I heard bazookas whirling towards me as Joe Satriani bled on the loudspeakers and I've scrambled down the ladder again like a desperate bloody spider monkey spilling out completely naked as rockets just go bang exploding above and I've realised mate this is complete war I mean blitz, blitzkrieg John Monash style blitzkrieg complete war world war winner and I was going to punish these pigs like rat things from beyond. I'm not kidding. It was time for absolute payback. 
but I'll leave it there until next episode. So until next time, freeze my skeleton, look out for tomahawks, rocky rock cyclops, the massive blue.